following podcast may contain strong language, graphic descriptions of violence, and other content which is of an adult nature. This podcast is intended only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Game Luster presents Cyberpunk Red, Nephilim Echo, a tabletop podcast of a limited Cyberpunk Red campaign. The players are Brennan as Locke, Haley as Olive, Mike as Slash, Kate as J45, and Tim as Doc. The Game Master is Axel. DJ Can Cry coming at you on 97.6 The Stack with the Daily Crier, your news that the Scream Sheets think is too boring. First up is our favorite game here in Night City, Good Corp, Bad Corp. Today's Good Corp news comes from Gdansk, Poland, where operatives from security firm Danger Girl rescued 10-year-old Nastia Antonova, daughter of neo-Soviet consul Vyacheslav Antonov, from a group calling itself the Ghosts of Katyn. Extracted from an abandoned shipyard by the Eurovision Interceptor Squad, the girl was unharmed and is in good spirits. The team spent time with her after the rescue at their training facility in the Ruhr Valley, and even let little Nastia get some rage time with their weapons mounts. The Bad Corp news is from Panama, where Militech is having to explain why one of their heavy fire support drones released a few thousand pounds of rockets into the Mohingas Nature Preserve outside of Cologne. So far, the explanation that the drone wandered off course due to unexplained guidance system and fire control issues doesn't seem to be cutting much ice, and the Organization of American States has filed a formal protest against the U.S. government. And here locally, some lucky bastard managed to hit the body lotto after 46 straight days without a winner. Rubbing salt in the wound, they also got the Super Frag Superfecta Multiplier bonus, which gives them a cool quarter million euro bucks. That's life-changing money, and we hope the winner is smart enough to get out of town with it while they can. This report to you has been brought to you by Continental Brands, who invites you to try their Taste of Carnival series of concentrated nutritional pellets to make all your friends jealous during Lent. Remember, it's not just kibble, it's Continental. About a month ago, a strike team from the telecom corporation WorldSat decided that it would be a really great idea to try and, well, you know, take over and demolish an apartment building. The apartment building has still has withstood the assault and has begun to get at least a little notoriety as the house that fought back. It has some of the residents from that famous day have left, others have started to move in. One of those others is a rocker boy from the Drift Cities. Another is a med tech. Kate, introduce your characters for the others, please. Well, I I am uh, Sid Doc Richto. Uh, I'm, I'm just your average ordinary med tech, you know, who doesn't have, you know, a string of horrible, uh, horrible past loves all in trouble with the corpos in their past lives. I mean, really. Uh, my name's J45K13R. Uh, my, my parents, they believe that it was important to just surrender to the machine takeover and just get rid of our humanity as soon as possible. And anyway, I'm just here looking for my ex-boyfriend. Have you seen him? 
<clears throat> yeah, they may be around somewhere. Night City is a big town. You've you've come to the apartment building, which is currently run <clears throat> by a nomad with a who hails from the Behringer Nomad Clan. Brendan, care to introduce your character to your new to your new tenants? Uh, you may or may not have heard that we are the house that fought back. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's a place to keep your head down. Don't cause too much trouble. Uh, you probably find people. I don't really know. I don't really care. Um, I just want to make sure that these people in this house don't die. <laughs> Don't know how long we'll be around, but pleased to meet you. Good to hear. Good to know. As you're meeting with the apartment manager, a reasonably tall man, about 6'3", kind of a cadaverous build, dark hair, comes by. <clears throat> he he nods over at uh, at at the super. Afternoon. New tenants. Yeah, I guess. Yep, uh, yep that's what it seems. The man extends his hand. Barden Lanier. I'm kind of the unofficial security guard for this place. It's a living. Locke, have you uh, introduced them to our other residents? I haven't yet. They just stepped in. Not I suppose idea. I could do that now, but yeah, yeah. we can go check their around. Yeah, that'll be good. And uh, if you get a minute, uh, or once you've finished with the introductions, could I steal you for a few minutes? I need to run over to Formosa Firearms and uh, pick up some gear that I was getting fixed over there. Yeah, yeah, fine. All right. See you outside in five. Sounds good, boss. I suppose I go take our new tenants and introduce them around. You stop off at the apartment of uh, of one of the fixers that seems to favor this particular place and knock on on their door. Yo, open up. No. Come on. Open up. You still owe me from last time. Go away if you're not going to pay up. Oh my god. I thought we were over that. It's, it's been a couple months. Come on. I, I let you live here free, don't I? I give you work, don't I? I got two more, two more possible runners for you. Is that not enough? Oh, fine, I guess. Oh, I like her. What do you want? We got a med tech and another rocker boy. Welcome. Pleased to meet you. You probably haven't heard of my music. I exclusively play Drift City Sea Shanties. Oh, God. She's one of those rocker boys. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> hey, my ex-boyfriend liked it. Also, I'm a dude. This hair is just for show. So where's your ex-boyfriend now? Uh, he ran off with some chick named Jenna. Oh, can never trust a Jenna. Yeah. 
At least you know where they are. I never said I knew where they were, just somewhere. Oh, I just meant not being held in a random prison by a corpo or something. Oh no, G would totally bust out of any prisons. He's way too cool to be arrested. Did you two know each other before? Oh, like, I met him on the walk into here. So, like, we've known each other, like, I don't know, ten minutes? Which is longer than I've known you, mister. Yeah, fair. Fair. I don't know. I like to learn about my tenants. See what I can do to help. Uh, But, you know, that's if you don't cause trouble. We have enough shit going on here. I don't need to add to my list. I'll do my best. Appreciate it. Yeah, like, when I moved in here, I didn't know I was moving into a house that had a reputation. Look, I like things that aren't cool yet. This place is just way too mainstream. Considerably more mainstream. Are you saying that because we're recently in the news? I mean... uh, I mean, yeah. Y'all were in the news. How more mainstream can you get than the flippin' news? But you still decided to move here. Maybe your music? Hey, my Drift City sea shanties are not mainstream. Okay. Okay, alright. This is our resident fixer. If you have any issues, come to her. Uh, him? Her? Whatever. Her? Her. Thanks. Sorry. It's been so long. I don't know. I'm getting all these people mixed up. Uh, sorry. A rough couple of days. Am I right? Like... Jesus Christ. Um, if you have a problem, go see our fixer. Uh, just try not to get into our shit. Um, I know I'm going to say that about everyone, but everyone in this building's kind of, uh, you know, had some shit to deal with recently for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's go meet our other resident rocker boy. Maybe our new rocker boy could get some... Uh, non-mainstream vibes from this guy. Oh god, please. (laughs) I'd try to enlighten them with more positive conversation as I bring them to our other resident rocker boy so they don't leave immediately. Slash, you hear a knock at the door. Open the door. Hey, what's up, Locke? What you doing, man? Yo, uh... We got some new, uh, we, we got some new peeps. Uh, it's a, we got a med tech and another rocker boy. Uh, I figured maybe you might be able to give this one some life experience or something. I don't know what you people do anymore. I, yeah, I really don't. Something about sticking it to the man, which is cool, but whatever. Oh, uh, you know, I'm kind of old school, you know. I used to play a little bit of Beck, you know, some Stevie Ray Vaughan, all that, you know. I put my hand out, you know, to shake. Oh, thank God. I've never heard of you. I shake your hands and I say, oh, thank God, thank God, I've never heard of you. Please tell me you haven't heard of me either. My biggest hit was uh, toss some junk to your scavenger. I think like 10 whole people heard it. Uh, fortunately, I'm not, you know, not, not one of those 10 people. But, you know, if you're down to, jo- if you're down to jam, I'm always down to jam, you know? <laughs> all right. All right. I like Drift City Sea Shanties. Most of them are about my ex-boyfriend's muscles, but we could make some tunes. Yeah, man, if you like the classics, you know, I got some Beatles, some Rolling Stones and all that, you know. 
Oh, finally, a kindred <laughs> spirit. See? All's well that ends well. I extend my hand to Doc. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. Just trying to settle in, do some good in the world. Nice, nice, cool, cool. Try not to be damaged by a cat trying to say hello. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Some of the some of the tenants, you know, with them cats and all that, you know. These goddamn strays, dude. They're eating everything. And then people just leave food out, like, 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 like they're not gonna eat it. Like, come on! And, and then they complain. Why do we have so many stray cats? Well, why do you leave the food out? I'm sorry. What they should be asking is why don't they have any uh, small uh, vermin around? Because the cats are taking care of them. Oh my god! Is I just realized your lock, your dock, your slash. You all have nicknames, and I just have this lame string of letters and numbers that my. Stupid machine worshipping parents gave me. Why the hell don't I have a cool nickname too? <laughs> give it time. <laughs> we'll give you one. I mean, forty-five. You know, it's my kind, my favorite kind of gun. So you know, we'll just go with that. You know. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. I mean, J forty-five K thirteen R is a little long to be saying all the time. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just go with forty-five. You know, you know? Just got some good vibes. <laughs> I would have gone with K-13, but 45 school. Yeah, you know, just, just, you know, a lot of people like to keep themselves, keep your head down, keep their heads down, do your thing, you know? Uh, if you don't mind, I kind of have to go step out for a few. And then I, uh, I go talk to, um, to, uh, the security guard. Why well, can't I remember his name? Barden. Barden. Man, Lux on that good <laughs> shit. Whatever drugs he's got, I want to know his supplier. <laughs> oh, totally sober all the time. I might be able to hook you up with something. I wink at Doc. Under the table. I don't have a table in my back. room. Tables are mainstream. Oh, God. The slab, then. Slabs have never been mainstream. Locke, as you're making your way down the corridor and down the stairs, your agent <laughs> gives you a little buzz. Probably a reminder from uh, Barden to go meet him outside. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm going. He's, he gives you a nod and says, come on. It's a nice day, and Formosa's not that far away, so we'll walk it. Fine. Prefer some wheels, but whatever. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it's just a waste of chew. It's literally like 10 minutes walk. You make your way further into what used, what is currently known now as the Little China Combat Zone. And up ahead is a gun store with a, with a bright neon sign that says Formosa Firearms. Uh, it has a picture of a Chinese dragon holding a pair of assault rifles in each claw. He guides you inside and there's a, a woman behind the counter. There's a plexiglass shield in front of, in front of her with a small metal drawer that slides out. 
Lanier, come to come to pick up your gear. Barden nods. She turns back, gets a pair of what look like either very large mirror shades or you know kind of mirrorized shooting goggles. Puts them in the drawer and then pushes the drawer out towards him. 75 eddies. Barden shrugs and doles out the cash. He looks at you. Have you met Ching before? I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Alright, well. Lock Baker, this is Ching Mai. She is the owner, proprietor, and you know, all around friendly customer service representative for Formosa Firearms. She gives you a nod. I return the nod. Need guns, ammo, any custom work? We're having a good deal on si on silencers. Two for 200. Mm. Mm. I think I'm okay. Yeah. She kind of tilts her head a moment. Don't you run that apartment building right on the border between Little China and Japantown? Yes. Yes. Ah. Very lucky. Very lucky indeed. You should be very thankful. Yes, I am. Good to hear. Now, if you're not going to buy anything, piss off. Roger that. You and... Uh, Ian Barden step outside and look around. Tra foot traffic is fairly quiet right at the moment. There do seem to be some people, you know, making, you know, just walking along the sidewalks, more or less minding their business. It's actually fairly quiet for the combat zone. As you cross the street and start to make your way back to the apartment house, you hear a voice calling out. My brother Sandman! Barden stops and turns. You've seen this guy working when the bullets are flying and people are trying to kill him and you. And he's always been a fairly calm, reliable, unflappable kind of presence. He looks like he's just seen a ghost. Not good. He turns around and snaps out and kind of spits out the words, coin check, dipping into a pocket on his field jacket. He pulls out a two-inch metal coin of some sort. Do you look behind you? No. You hear a voice chuckling. Ah... <laughs> uh, that's why I always loved you, Sandy. You always had the proper amount of paranoia. What? You're not surprised to see me? No, hi, how you been? No, what have you been doing all this time? You bastard. I thought we were done with you. There's a pause. Uh, who are you talking to, kid? Because... I mean, I'm seeing the back of your head, but I don't know you. Uh, oh. Uh, 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 
So then you're not who I think you are? Well, you could, you know, turn around and confirm that if it, if it'd make you feel better. Very slowly turn around. There's a man standing there. He's he looks to be in about mid early to mid 50s, maybe a little older. It's kind of hard to say. He's got slicked back black hair, very sharp widow's peak. Kind of a you know, kind of a, a slightly fleshy face. I mean, he's he's not cold and chiseled like Barton, but there is something about the eyes. He definitely has a a piercing gaze to him. <clears throat> you have you have no idea who he is. Damn straight. He looks over at at Barden. <laughs> so, how you been, Sandman? Fine. He. Barton glances over at you. Shiv Baker. This is Harry Matsuchek. Uh, pleasure. Scared the shit out of me just now. Harry comes over, you know, comes over and sticks out his hand, shakes it. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it is really fortuitous that I managed to see, I managed to see my old buddy Barton. Did he ever tell you about? the stuff, you know, about what he did before he came to Night City. I mean, this guy. Ah, he's an animal. Just an absolute animal. Complete wrecking machine. Do I want to know, Barton? Maybe later. Uh, Harry, as uh, surprised as I am to see you and all, you're supposed to be dead. Harry just kind of laughs. Dead, dead. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Oh, oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, but it would. I've been okay. So yes, I have technically been dead for like four years, mostly tax purposes. But honestly, everything's okay. And hey, I'm here in Night City, and I just met one of my favorite blue chips. I mean, this day could not get any better. And I heard about that business with the apartment house. Was it really a full strike team? More or less. I mean, that's like 30 guys. How did you manage to hold off? I mean, seriously, I'm surprised they didn't bring out the heavy weapons or something. We have Barden to thank for that in part, for sure. Barden squirms a little bit. But Harry just nods and smiles. Yeah, that's, that sounds like my boy. Ah, you know, back in the day, everybody, and I do mean everybody, gave him shit for picking up that speedwear. I mean, there were, it's like, you have all this, these options, and you go with the Sandist van. Nobody goes for that. And yet he did, and he came out of there every time without a scratch. It was magnificent. He stops and glances at his arm. There's a there's a subdermal watch implanted in his arm. Oh, hey, uh, look at the time. I gotta get going here. I'm late for another meeting. Listen, Barton, I am so glad I got to see you. I want to ping you. I may have some work for you. 
you know, I am just, I'm newly arrived in town. I may need a little help with some move in and Hey, friends help you move real friends, help you move bodies. I'll catch you later, killer. He turns and walks down the street, supremely confident. Uh, Locke, make me a, uh, let's see here. Give me a perception roll, if you would please. You notice that uh, Barden's left hand is twitching a little bit. Barden, what was up with that whole coin check? Who was that? <sighs> he holds up the, the coin in his hand. This is a challenge coin. It's used as a way to help identify people who... Uh, who are in the same unit, or at least on the same side. But, uh... Same side of what? Whatever fight's going on at the time. Yeah, no shit. I mean, he mentioned that you were an animal before, Barton. That's not something that I can just kind of ignore. Kind of have to know about my tenants, right? Well... Uh... For the details, you might want to call a tenants meeting, uh, say about six o'clock tonight, and uh, I'll I'll bring some beer. God damn it! Just what I needed. Just what I needed. Fine. I'll do your tenants meeting. All right, and. Uh, Better bring stuff beer too. I'll see if I, I'll see what I can find. I'll, <clears throat> let me go. Uh, let me go hit. See if I can go find a vending machine that has some booze, and uh, I'll see you in a couple hours. He starts Stay starts making his way down the street. Your the left hand is still twitching a little bit. Shrug. So you make it back to the apartment. Imagine you go knocking on doors, letting everybody know they're about the tenants' meeting. Tenants' meeting at six. Be there or be square. No, literally. If you don't show up, I will literally. I will. I will. I will put you in a square box. I will put you in a room and then tell you everything that I needed to tell you. I want. You know you. <laughs> oh my god uh, look you guys yeah really you guys just moved in this would be the perfect opportunity for you to meet other tenants in the area not just our resident fixer and other rocker boy you can meet other people I don't know plus I got shit to tell you alright so just get down there god right? we like god. just moved in like what's going on already I mean, boy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you are because you're you're a robot. I, you're just a robot to me, forty five. I'm sorry. I don't have time to figure out where your boyfriend is. 
I got so much shit to deal with. Okay, our house literally got shot at by a SWAT team. Do you not understand how much pressure is on me right now? Do you think any of them <sighs> might know where my ex is? I need to smoke. Boys I walk out of the room and go light up a cigarette. <laughs> be there or be square. All right, all right, boss. I'll come to Recubed. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> I will come to your. Do, do you need some pharmaceuticals? <laughs> all right. I mean. I think I you need like, to go take a breather in a corner somewhere that's dark. Our whole. Thing after our whole incident, I'm pretty sure you know we figured out. I'll be square. For, at least for now, who is with tennis. us and who's against us? So hopefully, hopefully we don't have any more enemies added to the mix. I guess that's all I'm worried about. Why? What do you think? Oh God. I'm sorry that I didn't have to deal with this in my lifetime, so maybe I'll never understand. But goddamn, there are more important things to deal with in life than a lover. No, we have we have freedom and and loyalty and oh, no, man. And, just... and and these are culture. We have other values to take care of. I'll never understand you, rocker boys, and your your songs about love. And your sea shanties. <laughs> Though I have heard toss toss some junk to your scavenger, and I have to say, it was a banger. I was one of those type of people. <laughs> but I'll never admit that to 45. <laughs> Fair. I understand. <laughs> I head back inside and, and, and finish the cigarette with with Slash. Head back inside and tell about the rest of the tenants. And hopefully they'll make it there. I'd be pissed. Otherwise... I, take, I take a drag and I just go, FNA, man. Right. So, 6 o'clock comes around. I would ever want you to. The tenant meeting is usually held up on the roof of the building. Barden is there about five minutes early. He does have basically a case of beer tucked under one arm and a, a two liter bottle of really, really cheap Japanese whiskey in his other hand. He lays out the drinks and picks up a beer for himself. Looks over at you. Everybody here? I think so. Wait, where's our fixer? In the corner know. drinking moved in. cheap stuff because I don't want to be here. Well, I was putting you... That stupid cube. Shut up, or I'll stick you in a cube. I can literally, I, I can lock you in your, I can lock you in your room. I can lock you in your, in your stupid room for. I know your threats are empty. Calm down. She not say she wasn't coming. Lock you in the room, and you will never come out. You will die there alone. You're hilarious. I'll find a way out. Just, just kiss and make up. You know that's true. Ew, absolutely not. 
Well, then yeah, stop bickering like jealous lovers. Like I grab a beer, drain it way too fast, start coughing, and pretend like no one saw it. I'll discreetly offer placebos and see what people do with them. So, Varden looks out at the uh, at the tenants and says, ah, "So, I uh, I had a run in with a uh, former associate of mine." And I was informed that there may be some work coming our way. And I also got a few more details about that. But uh, first, a bit of background. Have any of you ever heard of the Nephilim? Uh, Haley? Or, sorry, Olive? You, ha Olive, you have heard of the Nephilim. Uh, you were growing up in the area at the time, they were kind of a boogeyman. It's, you know, some shadowy mercenary group doing all sorts of naughty shit. And Out of character, is this spelled differently than Nephilim? Same spelling, just different pronunciation. I, I, I've always pronounced it as Nephilim. But... Fair enough. I just wanted to double check that we were talking about the same yeah. thing, or if it was a setting specific thing. uh it it is technically it is setting specific but you know uh uses yeah. the common term yeah. got it <clears throat> so i i wandered down south in about 36 and hooked up with harry Matsuchek. uh and we we did a lot of really vicious shit I'm, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. You know how there's wars that you declare because I don't like you, I want your stuff, you have a stupid face, and there's wars that you don't declare but you fight anyway? Well, there was... We were doing something even worse than that. We were doing covert operations... Well, actually, I believe the term they used was deniable acquisitions for various corporate clients in Central and South America. And we we were good. And Harry masterminded a lot of this stuff. And then one day we get this rumor. There was a pebble bed nuclear reactor in Tegucigalpa. And we got word that somebody was trying to skim some of the uranium trying to make depleted uranium rounds for armor units. And Harry, he figures, okay, well, let's do a little reconnaissance. Let's check things out. Makes perfect sense. So me and a few of the guys go down with him, kind of scope things out. Harry goes into the reactor, and about ten minutes later, the entire place implodes on him. I mean, it's, you know, the, an entire reactor destroyed and harry went with it or at least that was what i thought until i saw him this afternoon uh, all of you definitely you definitely remember hearing about that incident knocked out power you know it was a complete mess the nuclear devastation was quite terrible uh, actually it wasn't a whole lot of devastation implosion wise it was it was a clean demolition it was like somebody just decided to knock the place down no radiation at all. Uh, minimal radiation. 
very, you know, very highly contained. I mean, all the concrete basically mm -hmm. fell in on the thing. It created a vault for it. Most. Yeah, but uh, Harry says he's got a job. He says it'll pay well, but I want you to know going in that it's probably going to be ugly. He reached out to me while I was out getting beer. He said that he heard about what happened here at the house about a month ago with uh, WorldSat, and he kind of figures he wants to help us even the score. Just because of the attack? The way he figures it, WorldSat just earned a place on, on his better-off-fucked list. No other reason? Pretty much, yeah. But the fact that I can't think of it doesn't mean there isn't one. How can we even trust him when you said that you thought he was dead? Like, where do we... Where has he been? What has he been doing? That, I don't know. And honestly, trying to pin him down might be difficult. But... If we do this job for him, he might be at least a little forthcoming on what he's been up to. Because God knows I sure want to know what he's been doing. I mean, I know that this is a double-edged sword, and sorry to cut you off, but I mean, you know him better than we do. Do you think this guy's worth teaming up with? We have enough enemies as it is. Well, admittedly, Harry's... <clears throat> Harry's a little cold-blooded. Actually, he's very cold-blooded, and he will absolutely do whatever it takes to win. That being said, from an enemy perspective, his enemy potential is pretty minimal right at the moment. I mean, I, can't, I can only think of maybe half a dozen busted ops in four years working with him, and we ran a lot of operations. So his track record's good. He's cold-blooded, but as long as you get the job done, he's not going to worry too awful much about slapping your wrist. I'm definitely not going to be the only one doing this, because I can't do this alone, so how do the others feel about this guy? Doc, what are your thoughts on this guy? Uh, I don't know much about the situation, uh, but it would be good to have a few allies as I try and set myself up here in Night City. 45? Yeah, sure. Sounds cool. Mm. Olive? Slash, yeah, Olive slash. I think the guy's shady as shit and that we might be walking into a trap, but whatever. Mm. I'm down, I guess. I, sl I slam my beer, grab another one. I'm like, hey, bro, I got your back. Just raise it up to you. All right. All right. Okay. He said that he'll, uh, he'll be getting in touch with me in about a day or so. Let us know what he has in mind. Probably going to involve clearing out some real estate somewhere and probably on for against people less socially responsible than we are fine nothing we can't handle all right 
Well, I guess that takes care of new business. Uh, super. You got any new? Got any old business? That I know of. I mean, still wary about the suit that attacked us at WorldSat, but I don't really know. I haven't heard any leads from our other fixer we got in contact with lately, so I'm not really sure what that situation's looking like. It's got me a bit worried, but. I imagine we'll figure something out like we did last time. Hopefully so. Alright, well. Everybody, enjoy the beer. Cheers. <laughs> to new opportunities. Alright. Uh, anybody have anything they want to be doing for the rest of the evening? or? Uh, I want to see how the people who took my placebos think it's affecting them. Uh, Alright. Every, everybody other than uh, other than Doc... <laughs> Uh, roll me a resist drugs torture roll. Yes, that really is a skill. Oh. I didn't mean to roll that twice. Well, so far they do not seem to be particularly affected by it. Well, I mean, they are placebos. We're seeing what the mind is affecting them. So far, you're not seeing any sort of altered behavior, or at least nothing that couldn't be explained by the beer. Hmm. Well, now I have a baseline. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, the strong stuff comes later. Had to make sure you could handle Wait a minute. Was I the drunk? baseline. What the hell? <laughs> you give out. If you took one of the pills oh, yeah, I I totally that I was handing that. out, yeah. no. I totally took a pill. Yeah. That was uh, that was me. <laughs> Oops. Look, man, this shit's stressful. Okay, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta relax somehow, right? Yes, come, come for me if you need additional relaxation. I can certainly hook you up. Oh, you know what, Doc? What are you doing later tonight? Probably setting up uh, my 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 new uh, accommodations. Well, if you don't mind, I mean, I might bother you a little bit. I mean, I got some, <laughs> I got some. Uh... You know, it's been a while since I've had certain objects in my bloodstream. Mmm. Are we talking uppers, downers, hallucinogens, what? Uh, maybe that's a topic for another time. I mean, I just want to know what to get ready for. All of the above. Or whether or not I need to get the restraints. All of the above. All of the above. I also have some friends I could hook up as well. Yeah, excellent. Study supply of patients. 
Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. We can hook you up, Doc. Don't you worry. Now to go check on 45 and see how 45's handling her moving. His moving? I'm so sorry. His moving. And how is everything to your liking? Could there be anything, any, any it's, adjustments? It's, yeah. I'm just tuning my guitar, probably. Just trying to write a song about the day I've had, not really coming up with anything. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. And if you ever need anything... I mean, I, yeah, nah. Yeah, nowhere to find me, I guess. You're actually, or like, something. pretty cool for a mainstream building that's been on the news. Cool beans. Yep. But which is the coolest of the beans? Yeah, beans are really cool. They're objectively glad the you have food. decided so decisively. Like obviously pinto beans. That's not even a question. All right. <clears throat> the next morning, a lock. A Barden knocks on your door. Yo. You up for a meet? <sighs> I suppose I could have slept for another ten, but right. yeah, it's fine. Now, uh, Harry wants to get breakfast over at this Armenian place that he stumbled across over in the old combat zone. So, all right, all right. let's get a move on. We'll take your car. My car. Yeah, alright. I prefer it that way. <laughs> Barton gives you directions, and about ten minutes later, you're in front of this Armenian breakfast restaurant. Harry's sitting inside, sipping coffee, munching on some kind of breakfast sandwich, as near as you can tell. He motions for you over to the table. Ah, great. I'm so glad you guys could make it out here this morning. Uh, definitely try the coffee. I prefer mine black, but you might want to add some milk and sugar on yours. Just a thought. Thank you. I mean, I was probably going to do that anyway, but sure. Have you not had coffee? Oh, no, no, it's not that. It's just that, you know, I've got this thing where I can kind of guess how people take their coffee, and you strike me as predominantly half and half Probably three sugars would be my guess. That's actually kind of scary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but to business. So. <laughs> oh, God. So there's this piece of real estate that I need, well, shall we say, vigorously claimed. Because right now, there are three different gangs who all want that particular spot for themselves. And quite frankly, having a quarter of a squat is, you know, less than nothing. And weirdly enough, they seem to agree with me, except all three of them want it for themselves. So I propose that we get, we get three gangs to eliminate each other and thus rendering the question completely moot. And also I get the building. Smart, two birds with one stone, okay. 
Oh no, three birds with three stones. Everybody's going to be throwing rocks at one rock at each other, and hopefully they'll all kill each other at the same time. It'll be so funny. All right. So, <clears throat> you probably want to know a little bit about who you're going to have to be dealing with. Yeah, just a little. Okay. You said squatters, but that could be anybody. Well, squatters is maybe a touch inaccurate at the moment since nobody's actually squatting there right at the moment they want to be squatters they're potential squatters they're squatters in waiting and nobody's moving on the damn place except for me <laughs> so these three gangs it's oh wow it is just nutso here so the first and this is kind of funny they are a group that calls themselves the Minnow Crew. I, I don't understand how these guys have survived this long. They're, they're a complete poser gang. They dress up as, you know, they've all been biosculpted and dress up like characters from a TV series about a ship that gets wrecked on a desert island. It's nuts. <laughs> I don't understand how they do it. I mean, they're, they've got this weird shtick where... All of their weapons are made to look like they're wrapped in bamboo and palm leaves. It's crazy. But they're definitely interested in the place. The second group, they actually seem pretty serious. Uh, call themselves the Sacred Blades. They, they seem to be really big into tribal scars and big knives. So make, make of that what you will. They do not seem to be terribly interested in firearms or explosives. So you might be able to pick them off, or you might be able to get other people to pick them off. But, you know, just to keep in mind. And then my personal favorite to hate. Did you know that there is a gang of clowns? I mean, literally killer clowns out there. They call themselves the Bozos. No. No. Yes. No, they're... No, there's... They're, they're not... <laughs> they're, they're... They're not clouds, Carrie. They're, they're... You're lying to me right now. There's there's not an actual gang of clouds out in Night City right now. There's, there's not a thing. Oh, I think there is, because uh, I saw one of them juggling this cartoonishly large bomb and throwing it into a tenement where, you know, a bunch of homeless people were sitting and just blew them all to frickin' glory. There must have been 30, 40 people in there. Didn't care. I'm shaking. Giant, giant I'm, bomb, I'm you know, shaking. giant cartoon bomb, threw it in an open window, blew the place up, and then they literally honked their nose and flapped away with giant feet. It's, oh, wow, it's just so fucked up. I love this town, but God. This place is so fucked up. All right, guys. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tell you real quick. I can't do clowns at all. That gang is all you. I'm not. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Locked doesn't. So do we sent you in first. I'm is what sure I'm you hearing. can handle these jokes. It's just fine. <laughs> oh. I'm literally I think shaking. he does Locked now. Does not. <laughs> oh. oh, we gotta. All right, we're getting rid of those first. <laughs> I, I, oh, sweating, 
Sweating. Water. You need water. Flames? Give me some Flames water. on the side of your face! Oh, this was fine up until it clapped. <laughs> this, this was every day. This was every day shit until it clapped. <laughs> I've done a lot of crazy shit in my lifetime, but oh my goodness. Huh, all right. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're taking this job. We're taking this job. We're running that gang out of this fucking city. There's no way. Oh, my city's not being harassed by clowns. All right. Well, hey, so, guys, now the details, and this is the important bit. I mean, seriously, we got to negotiate the fee. You wipe out the three gangs that are, you know, trying to compete with me, and I will give you a thousand eddies for each gang. If you can get them to off each other, you know, particularly if you can get them all three of them to off each other, at the same time, an extra 2,000 eddies. Discretion. Your fingerprints should not be anywhere near this place. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Let's shake on it, friend. He sticks out his hand. So we're friends now, huh? And I shake his hand. This, he shakes back, and he's got a very firm grip. He's not trying to crush you, but he's definitely got a firm grip. Ah. This is going to be the start of a beautiful friendship. Oh, and by the way, if you try to screw me over and sell me out to any one of those gangs, <laughs> I'll come back and I'll burn your building to the ground and I'll make you watch right before I blow your brains out. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> oh. Harry, you dog. Ah, all right. Well, I'm going to get one more cup of coffee to go. And I have got people to see and places to be. Uh, have Sandman here get <clears throat> get in touch with me when every, when the job's done. Eh, I'm not going to give you a hard time limit, but you know, try to get it done by the end of the week. I've got some stuff coming into town, really big stuff, you know, bulky, very hard to move. The movers are so picky; you would not believe it. Later, Tater. See ya. And he walks out of the restaurant. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Barton, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? You tell me there was clowns? Yeah, the bozos. They're, they've been around for a while. Although, they did kind of... Uh, they did kind of go underground after the nuke went off. It's the first time hearing of this shit. Alright, well, I mean... On paper, it doesn't sound that difficult, but I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be some shit along the way. So, after the after the uh, breakfast meeting, I'm guessing that uh, that Locke has come back to the apartment building and is uh, having a little war council with the rest of you, laying laying out the parameters of the job. <laughs> Right. That's just. I have one button, one button. You pressed it, and I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. As soon as he gets to the clowns, I'm like, fucking clowns. I guess the more interesting question is, how do we do it without getting caught? Well, Harry did have an idea. 
I do think that we should try putting them together. Um, uh, I've been trying to come up with ways to do that, and it's um, not coming to me very easily. Mm. I think one of the easiest things to do is to possibly take out one of the other one of the two gang members of the other two we tar we target the bozos first i'm sorry but that's a necessity we target the bozos first i know exactly how we're going to do it now we're going to take down one of the opposite gang members um and we're just going to plant a whole bunch of clown shit um see what happens we also need to instigate them to take across the other two very true very true so perhaps a little round robin a like clown that. takes a sword, takes a Gilligan. Mm, yes, yes, stock. I love that. A very old show. I discovered it in a VHS in one What's of the small Gilligan? towns we were squatting in. Oh, I don't watch things. That's that's mainstream. I only hear about things secondhand from other people. Or I read reviews written by people. You're hearing who never about it secondhand from me. The media. Yeah. I'm not expecting anyone I was just to know. Telling what you, is. explaining my philosophy, so you can understand why I didn't know what a Gilligan was. All right. Uh, everybody, make me a streetwise roll. Oh God. Alrighty. Where the hell did you go? There you go. Under social. Uh, I really wish that these were oh alphabetical. Why it would have made things a lot this? simpler. Am I blind? I'm blind. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's under social. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> nice. 16. Oh. Most definitely. Me too. Okay. Locke is apparently too stressed out to come up with a, with an idea. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a yikes. <laughs> Could you not tell that I'm very stressed? <laughs> Yeah, you, you 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 may need to blaze a J here. <laughs> it's not my best role. Yeah. <laughs> All right, slash you. You have a, a an idea which might just be crazy enough to work. I got you covered, brother. Uh. It occurs to you that of the three groups, uh, you you do know your streetwise has helped you kind of get a little, inf you know, recall a little information about the sacred blades. They are, you know, they're very big on tribal honor. You know, they they don't do anything dishonorably, and they react very badly to, di you know, what they consider to be dishonorable acts. Comparatively, you know, from a sacred blades perspective. The bozos are are bad, but 
the Gilgans are actually a little worse. It occurs to you that if they saw that if they saw or they got into a fight with or they got into close proximity with with some of the uh, minnow crew, then that might just be enough for them to just take a swipe and say, you know what, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cut you on basic principle. Uh, Barden looks pens looks thoughtful for a moment. You know, if we could convince both the Minnow crew and the Sacred Blades to go after the Bozos at the same time, we might be able to get them to we might be able to start a fight between the between the Minnow crew and the Sacred Blades because they'll say the Blades will see they're both gonna want yeah they're both gonna want yeah. the building well more importantly that you know if say somebody tosses a bozo style bomb into each of their respective squats at the moment and it looks like the you know and it looks like the bozos did it we might be able to they'll come going they'll both come gunning for the bozos with blood in their eyes and the blades may decide hey let's yeah you know, nope yeah you know, we're not gonna let them these silly ass minnow crew people take away what is rightfully our kill it's a thought start a chain reaction i like that yeah you know my ex-boyfriend g would just say that you should run in swords blazing he believed that a man should fight like his own battles you know at least that's what he told me before he ran off with jenny normally that would be true but harry did say specifically that discretion would be necessary yeah. look i was just trying to be helpful it's appreciated it is appreciated although this being your ex and you know somebody who jilted you we might want to take we might want to take their advice with a grain of salt no look i still love him and i'm only in night city to find him i don't even know why i'm helping you guys I don't know, maybe we'll run into him. There's just some journey idea that we might be able to exploit that thinking. Well, if you... The, do the Blades have a similar uh, philosophy? Uh, yeah, they're they're big on the honor thing. They're big on the whole, you know, you know, you should fight, you know, men should fight their own battles. You oh. know, I mean, they, they ritually scar themselves. Perhaps to stoke the flames in addition to... Ooh, do you think they know my bomb. ex? Some graffiti in the Gilligan style. A little minnow tag here and there, questioning their honor. It's doable. Definitely easier mm. than bombs as well. Doesn't take too much extra work. I think that that would, could be helpful for sure. Ew, I could write a song about how much one of the gangs sucks. Yeah. Could get rough on you. I mean... Yeah, then maybe G will see that I am totally, like brave and heroic and all the things he didn't think I was. Uh, if you're feeling that brave, then hey, go for it. I would do literally anything to get him to notice me again. So help us and maybe that'll get your face out there so he can find you and be like, damn, they did some heroic well, shit. Be. That could work, yeah. This could come back to bite us later, though, potentially, if we... If... if, if if any traces of our hands are on this. So just discretion is advised. All right. 
slash let's write the world's most epic diss track against these gangs and claim that the other gangs wrote it. It's clearly a brilliant idea. And this way you won't be mainstream, even if it goes viral. We could start an all out. Oil. Well, a little voice masking and, you know, some Eddie's grease to a net runner to upload it to the data pool anonymously. Diss track, diss track. You'll, you'll get to be a major success and yet be underground all at the same time. Yes, all yes, right. yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> Let's go let the two artistes closet themselves and uh, get their poison pens sharpened while we uh, go prepare, go lay some groundwork. Uh, Olive, think you can find us a net runner who's willing to create a fake account on the, on the data pool? I know people. All right. Let's get in touch with them. All right. Slash Kate or slash uh, 45. Give me. Let's see here. All right. Make this one a uh, just a straight cool roll, if you would, please. Spitfire, honey. <laughs> Do I get bonus points if I have lyrics for the diss track? Because I'm if, coming up with them right now. If they are, if they are particularly compelling no, lyrics, I will give you a bonus on top of what's showing here. All right. Well, I was thinking that this diss track could be written by uh, the Minnow crew and it could specifically be against the Sacred Blades because they have like that whole honor <laughs> bullshit going on. Right. So here's my here's my bars. Sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a shitty gang. They called themselves the Sacred Blades, but they were really lame. Bunch of stinky weeaboos who thought this was Japan. But all their <laughs> shitty swords were made out of ripped up old tin cans. Love <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that, that is pretty awesome. Between you and Slash, you, you know, between your lyrics and Slash's crunchy chord work, you managed to come up with with a diss track in a couple of hours. <laughs> it is impressive. You're you're pretty sure that it's going it, that it's certainly going to either mildly annoy or absolutely infuriate somebody in this in the blades. Olive, see. Let's see here. Roll me uh, your local, roll me local expert, if you would please. Okay. In forty years, when I find it. Uh, lower, lower right. Uh, it's under. Yeah. That. Oh, okay. Did I fill that one yeah, in right? I think I did. Yeah, I think so. Let's hope and pray. But yeah, that one's under uh, education skills. Haha, okay. -ha, there we go. All right. For the low, low price of 250 eddies, which the, uh, the Netrunner is willing to take a cut from, a a cut from the uh, from the audio file sales they will upload this they will upload the track anonymously let's do it 
All right. Meanwhile, Barden is uh, off kind of getting ready. Yes. He comes up to you, Locke, and says, All right, so the Blades are definitely going to go after the Minnow crew, but we need to send the Minnow crew after the Bozos. So uh, I, I know this is, uh, this is probably going to be a little uncomfortable, but uh, can we spray paint your car? Spray paint my car? Yeah. Want me to spray paint my car? Yes. Are you going to help me spray paint it back? Yeah. From the money that we get, I will help, you know, clean up the car. But we need to probably paint the words clown life on the sides. And we also need the... Uh, yeah, I suppose I'll feeding my own car as much as I don't want to. You know, I also need the cartoonish bomb that isn't actually going to go off. Anything for the mission. Don't worry, it'll be all it'll all be worth it. Really. Just keep telling yourself 5000 eddies. 5000 eddies. Wait a minute. Is anything going to happen to my car? Not if you drive fast enough. Oh, Jesus Christ, Mark Barton, you're killing me here. Oh, and uh, we're def definitely going to need to pick up one other, a couple other things real quick. A really loud, colorful wig and a big red nose. All right. I... Oh, God damn, I don't know what's more uncomfortable, having clown shit spray painted on my baby or sitting next to a goddamn clown for the whole car ride, but whatever. Bye. Oh no no! You see, see, you're driving, so I don't, I don't expect you to, you know, to Fine. put know, put the get up on. I'll be riding shotgun. I'll be wearing the the nose and the wig, and you know, I'll be throwing the bomb. It won't, it won't be for the cold car ride. It'll be just, you know, a few minutes. Shockingly enough, there is a vending machine. A few blocks over that has theatrical gear, weird though it may be, you know, theatrical gear and party supplies. And there is, you know, a big rainbow wig and a big red nose. Barden picks up the, uh, the wig and the nose and leaves you to, leaves you to the, uh, spray painting. Once everything is, once Barden c comes back, he goes up and checks, he knocks on Slash's door. Hey. How's the music coming along? It's down pretty good. Good to know. Bust up my guitar and I just kind of play the riff for him, you know. Listen, uh, if uh, if Locke asks, uh, there's one other thing I gotta go do. So uh, I'll uh, just, you know, don't try to get in touch with me over my agent. It's gonna be turned off at least for a little while. Uh, see when he wants to launch this thing get everything set in motion. I go looking for Locke, and then when I find him, I tell him that I was just told. Well, I mean, everything's prepped for the most part, right? All right, man. Uh, 45, and you got that song out, and Barton and I got the graffiti and the bomb. I don't think that there's much else. We gotta do it by the end of the week. Kinda need our money, kinda want our money. I say the sooner the better. Yeah, man. 
He didn't say where he was. He didn't say where he was going. Anything weird. Can't. Can't quite ever get a good read on him. I'll go talk to all of them. See about getting the song out, bro. She said he has something to take care of, man. Ah, bro. I'm all yours. <laughs> Hey, look, Slash, I wrote another verse of the world's best diss track. <laughs> Out of character, I seriously hope we I seriously, seriously hope we do not get a copyright strike against this. <laughs> Our mates a mighty sailing man, our leaders brave and sure. We're gonna send the other gangs on the six feet under tour. A six feet under tour. <laughs> It, it's a uh, unique performance uh, oh. with none of the original music. Out of character, this is my father's So if they want to copy strike us, up. we can fight that uh, 100%. Also, how did you feel about Gilligan's Planet? Oh, no, I've I've seen that one. I, it's just been forever and a day since I've seen it. And I now kind of hate you for reminding me of it. You're welcome. <laughs> No. Hopefully not. <laughs> I j- I- uh, if we were using the original um, music from the show I think you saw and that the one. rights holders stop stepping on my keyboard and the original rights holders gave a crap <laughs> then maybe but we're doing our own performance of it. And you cannot copyright a song. You can only we're copyright We're not going to get copyright struck, are we? Whatever you say, boss. So... And the, the evening passes by uneventfully. Uh, Barden is still kind of MIA. Morning comes, then late afternoon. Lock, uh, you, your your agent rings, and the caller ID says it's Barden. I let it ring twice and then answer. Lock, uh, listen, I, ma- I made some preparations. It occurs to me that uh, we were maybe missing one, uh, you know, one other leg in our little uh, triad of doom here. So I took a couple, so I made a couple preparations. Uh, what were you planning on, uh, on uploading this track? Uh, the sooner the better, I figured. I was honestly waiting to hear back from you to see if we had any other last minute plans to make, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm over in the old combat zone right now. Uh, just kind of laying low in a bolt hole out of uh, curiosity how big is your trunk uh, big enough okay good uh when you're ready to make our preparations or when you're ready to do our little bomb tossing run let me know and, and he gives you an intersection to pick him up at when you're ready to go uh, i think i'll check on people let them know what's going on beforehand you know just to give them a heads up you know, i go to Go to Dock and 45, Olive and Slash. Individually, tell them the plan is about to commence. Keep your wits about you. Don't die. I will do my best to make sure no one is buried. A little loopy for a while. Sure, buried, no. Don't go playing hero either. I don't need any... I don't need to be burying anyone anytime soon. Roger that! Alright, well... I'm off to go nonchalantly throw a bomb into a building. So Have fun storming the castle. I probably shouldn't have said sure that out loud. Get rid of the bomb. Yeah, I will 
I will. Tr <laughs> I will try. <laughs> I will certainly try. And I'm off. And then I go in my super awesome car. <laughs> and go. Rear. Have fun. <laughs> I pick him up and I pick up Barton at that intersection. <laughs> With my stupid... Is there still graffiti on my car, by the way? I... Yes. Yeah, oh, the, the graffiti is still in place. <laughs> and the, the wig and the nose have been left in the in the shotgun seat. Waiting. Uh, Barton is waiting just inside a, a doorway. <laughs> Roll me a perception check, please. As you're rolling up, uh, you notice that he seems to have what looks to be a, uh, a garbage bag sitting next to his feet. Actually, it, was, it might actually be two garbage bags, just, you know, double bagged. Full? Or... Yeah. Seems to be full. Oh, boy. Once you pull up, he picks up the uh, the bag and is kind of struggling with it a little bit. I suppose I go out to help him. Uh, you go out to help him. It's heavy. Like, really heavy. Pardon. Yeah. Are we real friends now? And I give him that look. He, he gives you kind of a, <laughs> a crooked smile and says, yeah, well, we're real friends now. I figured. What are we doing with these garbage bags? I suppose you have something in mind. Well, it occurs to me that the disc track is going to be putting the sacred blades up against the minnow crew. The bomb that we're going to be throwing off the, the bomb that we're going to be throwing here in a little bit is going to put the minnow crew against the bozos. I figured there was uh, something we could be doing to get the bozos to go after the blades. Okay, fair enough. And before you ask, no, he will not be missed. No great loss. Wasn't gonna ask. No questions from me. Alright. Once once the contents are loaded up in the trunk, he gets over into the uh, the shotgun seat and puts the wig and nose in his lap, <laughs> notes the cartoonish bomb in the footwell of of the passenger side. All right. I did some reconnoitering. I know where the minnow crew is. I know where the minnow crew is hanging out. When when does the disc track come out on the in the data pool? Uh, I mean, any minute now. I told them to put that up before I left. All right. Well, then let's <clears throat> then let's hustle. You drive over to a location that uh, that Barden has provided. As you're approaching, you see him start to put 
you see him pull on the wig and put on the nose. I want to punch you in the face right now. Not because of who you are, but because of what you're wearing. If it makes you feel better, I feel really, really stupid doing this. Um, maybe. <laughs> also a little because of who you are. <laughs> All right. So this is going to have to be a high-speed run. We're going to have to get up there, stop long enough to throw the bomb in and be heard. I haven't done before. And then you got to tear ass out. Barden picks up the picks up the bomb. Roll me a driving check, if you would please. <laughs> no. Wow. You come up on the. Uh, on the Minnow Crew's hideout, you slam the brakes, it locks up, and the rear kind of fishtails out so that the unmarked side of the car is now facing the, you know, facing the hideout. Sure are. Clowns <laughs> are really are your Barden lean, you know, stands up, throws the bomb through the window, and screams, Hawk, hawk, motherfuckers! And some gunfire erupts. <laughs> Make me another driving check. <laughs> All right. Describe to me the uh, the getaway as you tear out of there. Uh, I don't. All all I have in my head is that Bell Bottoms may or may not be playing on the radio. <laughs> and and as as soon as I get as soon as I get that feeling of the as soon as the slow the solo starts, my foot hits the hits the metal. Hit the pedal hits the metal, if you will. Very fast and very hard. So much so that my, my my heel kind of hurts from just jamming down so hard and it's just it, we just go straight. You would we were never there in my head. That's how fast maybe, I maybe we cutting going. a donut or two. <laughs> lots of <laughs> lots lots of smoke in the air. We're honking. We're honking a bit. We're, we're Yeah, we're we're making sure that they can now see <laughs> the graffiti marked side of the car to, as to make up for our previous blunder. Also, you <laughs> probably accidentally drew a bomb shape in your donuts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So amid some returning gunfire, not a whole lot, the the, uh, the Minnow crew isn't very big on uh, on automatic weapons and they don't have a whole lot of firearms. You tear out of there, you know, leave, leaving lots of smoke, bomb-shaped donut on the ground, and it's definitely implied that yes, you have in fact <laughs> given the impression that this was a bozo's attack. Hell yeah, hell yeah, Barden. He takes the wig. Hell and yeah. uh, Fuck those 
nose off, puts them on the floor of the car. Don't worry, I'll I'll burn these later. All right, we gotta go over to where the uh, the bozos are squatting right at the moment. On it. Meanwhile, forty-five slash. I would like you to to both make me a charismatic impact roll, please. Yeah. Okay. What did that do? Well. The track gets loaded up to the data pool, and you're seeing it's getting some traction. You know, it's some initial hits of, oh, hey, th what's this? What's this? And then it seems to tail off pretty quickly. It's, a lot of the comments are of the, are you shitting me variety? <laughs> Is this supposed to be a diss track or a parody? Yeah, man. There, may, there will be other opportunities, I'm sure. You do see a few comments. I pout and probably cry. I worked so hard on that. I didn't think we rolled that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was more, uh, more slashes rolled that uh, that doomed it. The, they, the, the lyrics are okay, but the the chord project. There are comments that the chord progressions are sloppy. Which diminishes the impact. I know, but I wanted G to notice me, and now he never will. <laughs> and remember, this was this was uploaded anonymously, so. Oh, damn. Yeah. Double damn. Give it time. Sometimes <laughs> things take a while to go by. People will probably. You know, people who have like a, a voice stress analyzer will probably be able to figure it out later. But for right now, yeah, You're, it's anonymous, but goes. don't worry. Somebody will figure it out eventually, and hopefully they won't murder you for it later. I start playing sad songs. I'm like, hey, man, it's rock and roll, man. Um, Olive. Yeah. You get a call from your from the netrunner. They're a little unhappy. So, you promised me this was going to be a viral sensation. I thought it was. Where's my money, Lebowski? At a bank. What do you want me to do about it? See if I do you any favors again. Jeez. You'll get paid. Relax. Fix it. Better have my money. Take the rug. It'll tie the room together. <laughs> Just ask the other reindeer. All right. Block, you you drive around for a little while. Finally make it over to the uh, Bozo's squat. Barden hands you a, a can of black spray paint and says, here, uh, you might want to black out the uh, the shotgun side of the, of the car real quick. Get rid of that uh, clown life tag. Good idea. And uh, pop the trunk, please. Can do. Pop the trunk. He Barton starts pulling out uh, the garbage bags and <clears throat> looks around, trying to find a, a spot and sees a a pile of rubble with some uh, rebar sticking out. Figures that will do nicely, and he goes over to the rubble. Meanwhile, you're busy blacking. You're busy getting rid of the tag. A few minutes go by and uh, comes up next to you. 
All right. Uh, is the tag gone? Uh, I got it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. Okay, cool. Let's motor. Uh, roll me a perception check, please. As you're driving past, you see that there is a particularly long chunk of rebar sticking out from the pile of rubble that, uh, that Barden was working on. There appear to be pieces of a bozo, basically skewered like a shish kebab through the rebar. There is a, the head is at the very top of the pile with a knife and a couple of chicken feathers tied to the hilt going through the forehead. I, I want to like that, but my God, that's definitely going to get the job done. If it doesn't, then we have gone through a whole lot of effort for nothing. Tell me that. Yeah. Holy shit. God. You want to drive back to the back to the apartment house or are you thinking maybe you want to grab a drink? Hmm. Probably could probably use No, no. I'll save it for when I'm back. It's fine. Alright. You head back to the apartment house. Barden gets the uh, wig and nose, tosses them in the garbage bags that he saved and heads off towards the incinerator wait so barton so we're just sitting and waiting no well at this point yeah we gotta give it a little time i mean if you want i can i can go sneak and peek and see how see how everybody reacts we'll give it a day i don't want to take too much time harry gave us the week you know i just want to don't want to forget about time. Yeah, no. Perfectly understandable. Roger. We can just circle back tomorrow. See what news we kick up. If we see an excessively high number coming out of the old combat zone in the body lotto, that'll at least give us some clue. We just gotta see which way this is gonna bite <laughs> us. Which cheek. The left one or the right one. The next, uh, next day passes by... The scream sheets are talking about a lot of, you know, there seems to be a whole shitload of violence going on in the old combat zone right now. You know, a lot of uh, data pool chatter saying that uh, there seems to be a three-way war brew. Actually, not so much not so much a three-way war so much as the Sacred Blades getting caught between two particular aggressors. What started off as a punitive raid against the Minnow crew also managed to get caught up or managed to avoid an immediate strike or retaliatory strike against the bozos but they came back and some of the bozos were still around so the situation seems to be brewing pretty nicely um, a good chunk of the minnow crew has also been lost at this point three hour tour <laughs> although there may still be a few a few of them left around well, on a fateful trip, to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> on their fateful trip? Quite. <laughs> the Minnow crew's already lost. What of the Bozos? The Bozos also seem to have taken considerable losses. A good number of them died when they went up against the Blades. The survivors the guys who were considered to be 
you know, second stringers or worse, tangled, got tangled up with the remains of the Minnow crew, and they seem to have knocked each other off pretty thoroughly. If there are if there are any survivors from either one of the gangs, they are right now so minimally capable that they are effectively mission killed. They are, you know, they're they are no longer a threat to anybody. They're definitely not going to be trying to make any plays for real estate. So, all that's left is the one gang. No, all th- no, all three of them are are effectively mission killed. Of of the three, probably the the Minnow crew may have the most, but that's still not much. And definitely not enough to keep going as a an effective entity at the immediate second. They pose no threat to Harry, or anybody else for that matter. Pardon, I need you to give it to me straight. Where's the butt in this scenario? There's almost always a butt with these. Oh, G had the nicest butt. <laughs> Wrong butt, 45. Wrong butt. There it might be. I think for 45, there is no more correct butt than that one. <laughs> well, at this point, nobody knows who uploaded the diss track. They have they clearly haven't identified 45 as the vocalist or Slash as the guitarist. The Blades and the Bozos have more or less wiped each other out, and the leftovers from the Minnow crew and the Bozos have wiped each other out. So, hell... I could take a pass through there if you want and kind of see who's left. But honestly, mm-hmm. I think this one actually worked out fairly well. That's a first. Yeah. Well, shit. No one got hurt. Weird when a plan comes together, isn't it? Yeah. Hot damn. Good work, everybody. made some fucking serious eddies for almost no work that was awesome oh oh yeah simply think outside the box uh lock your agent rings uh caller id says restricted (laughs) i let it ring twice and then pick up lock harry matzachek how the hell are you I'm doing well. Yeah, damn right you are. Ah, that was... That was damn near poetry. Seriously, a diss track? I never would have thought of that. I mean... Some new blood. Yeah, definitely... I'd say definitely keep that blood around. They're doing wonders for you. Wow. What do you want? Well, you mean besides to pay you? Yeah. I thought I'm, I well, I thought we might, you know, talk a little, get to know each other a little better and, you know, become friends or at least establish a a good professional rapport with each other. And also maybe if you're interested how to cut Clarence Reeves' throat. That's Yep. All right. I'm sorry. I just. Yeah. All right. I think we can make this work. 
Oh, I'm absolutely certain we can make this work. So, uh, why don't you make your way down to the afterlife? We'll have a couple of tequilas and, you know, we'll talk. Sounds good to me. Tell me when and where, babe. Oh, right. Well, I mean, you already said where. I mean, I know where, but when. Six o'clock, VIP room. I will be there or I will be square. <laughs> You'll be there or I'll hunt somebody down and drag your carcass over there. All right. Either way. You gotta, you gotta, we gotta chill with that. Okay. That's, that, that's, that's just terrifying. Oh, come on, kid. That's not terrifying. I mean, you want to talk terrifying, you know, talk to Barton because that guy, wow. He absolutely scares the hell out of me sometimes. But it's such a rush, isn't it? I wouldn't know. All right. See you at six, big guy. And he hangs up. It freaks me out every time. So, what are you going to do till six? Wow. Uh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I will go inform everyone of the success of the mission. Because, you know, we all kind of did our own part. Obviously, it wasn't just me. So, like, gotta tell everyone else how it went, too. Alright. So, you go around. Uh, do you want to be telling them all at once or just going door to door? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll gather them. I'll, I'll gather them, you know, in the, in the, like, the plaza. Well, I, we figure we should probably make some you know, regular meeting place if we're going to continue working together professionally. I think we make a good right. team, you know? Right? Yep. So, Lock gets everybody together in the, uh, the main lobby of the, uh, of the apartment building. It's kind of the, the big common area of the place. Uh, Barden is kind of standing off to one side. He's he's not hiding as such, but he's definitely staying out of the, out of the well lit portions of the room. Well, uh, I've uh, gathered you all here to report on the admittedly surprising success of the mission. Um, the this track was undiscovered um i mean like no one found out who it was so we're not gonna get bit by that um the gang seem to have ko'd themselves <laughs> they're on the death lotto just as we thought no more bozos um i'm pretty sure we should go hunt down the remains of those guys because i swear to god if i see a goddamn clown walking the streets i'm gonna beat the shit out of somebody uh so, yeah, thanks. Thank you all for your your uh, input on the mission. Couldn't do it without you. We'll get a, I guess I'll, I, you know, give you all a cut of the money because it's only fair. Um, you know, 
perhaps we can keep working professionally together in the future to make even more quick, easy money. I mean, seriously, guys, that was like almost too easy. We could be doing this all the time, you know, just chipping people left and right, taking jobs, killing clowns, you know, <laughs> just slapping people whenever we want. For the right cause, of course. Well, if there's any chance of finding G along the way, sure. I mean, he tends to be where trouble is, so yeah, why not? I'm sure if oh. you give us some more information on him, we could probably find someone who knows someone who knows him. I mean, Olive's, quote, one of the best fixers in town. I'm sure she's got something up her sleeve. But who knows? There's another fixer, too. Uh, what was his name? Pardon, uh, we, uh, the apartment incident. What was, what was that guy's name? Uh, out, out of character, I totally do not remember right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I, don't, I just remember he was a fixer that we saw, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well, maybe not. Maybe he's, maybe he's off the table. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll find him eventually. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I know who you're talking about, and yeah, we can probably uh, get some information out of him. Possibly. Probably looking on yeah. all the data streams uh, to see if there's been yeah. any sightings of the only reason I'm in town. And tuning my guitar. Alright. So... <clears throat> Anybody else doing anything until about six o'clock or so? You know, play a few chords down. Nope, nothing here. <laughs> Olive, doing anything? Uh, thinking of ways to pay off that net runner that won't get the cops after me. Well, it occurs to you that you're. You know, you're going to be coming into some cash here in a little bit, so can I can always tell them to meet you at, at another bar later on. True. A little before six, walk you head out to the afterlife. <clears throat> there is a bouncer at the door. He looks like he... You'd say that he probably eats babies for breakfast, except that, you know, he'd probably say that the bones get stuck in his teeth. Mm. Oh. Uh. Um. Oh, God. Here to see Harry? Yeah. Right. Harry, then... <laughs> VIP rooms, go through the door, hang a left, hang another left, up the stairs. Thanks. He lets you through. All his directions. To the letter. The VIP room of the afterlife has a decidedly Egyptian motif to it. Almost like the inside of a pyramid. 
lots of hieroglyphics, lots of, you know, scenes depicting, you know, imagine people doing famous runs as if they were drawn on the tombs of, of Egyptian pyramids. It's kind of like that. Can dig it. Harry is sitting on a black leather couch on one side of the VIP room. He's got a bottle of tequila and two glasses. He says, ah, Locke, hey, glad you're here. Sit, have a drink. And he pours out two drinks, takes a glass, holds it up. So, what shall we drink to? Job well done. Job well done. He clinks your glass. He knocks back the tequila, but his eyes never stop looking forward, which is a good trick. Ah, reposado. The best. Another? I'm having another. Pours another round. Why not? So, I've been thinking, what, what really would stick it to Clarence Reeves? I mean, what would just absolutely ruin his life? Well, I mean, he went after the building, and he knows, I think he knows what the building kind of means to me. So, I think we give him a bit of his own medicine. I say we, we we fuck with him, and we fuck with him hard, but we don't let him know exactly who it was. Not just yet. I see that we are thinking mostly along the same lines. Of course, you got to understand that, I mean, enemy-wise, you have really made an enemy. You do know he's like the number six guy at WorldSat, right? I am aware. It was... <laughs> have to remind me yeah and you know being the number six guy at world set a direct strike on his home that's not something we want to do in a day now we got to build up to that we got to really you know we got to get in close we got to make it smooth we got to make it subtle you know slip that knife between his ribs he's got to know exactly who did it so, kid, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to need to do some spade work. we got to prep. I'm listening. But I guarantee you, by the time we're done, it is going to be the revenge to end all revenges. They're going to write songs about this. Hell, they'll probably make movies about it. Fuck the Count of Monte Cristo. What's your beef with Reeves in the first place? You already know my beef with them. Ah... <sighs> You know, you're going to think I'm an old-fashioned romantic, but it's principle. It really is. Here you guys are. You, you're, you're running a shitty apartment house in a rough neighborhood, and what does this guy do? He tries to take it over for what? For a tower? Hell, he could have made a deal with you. He could have said, hey, you know, we'd like to take out a lease on the roof of your building to put up a comm tower. You maybe get a cut of all the data that passes through. Something, I don't know. 
He could have been reasonable about it. He could have created a win-win situation for everybody. But no. He went straight for the brute force option. No subtlety. No negotiation. Screw you. I'm getting mine. I gotta tell you. I have met dozens, if not hundreds, of tin pot dictators, would-be generalissimos, and otherwise crooked sons of bitches who would, you know, who are absolutely no different than this guy. Really. I mean, the names are different, the faces are different, the man is the same. And I just got tired. And you know something? Principle. Nobody has any anymore. Or it doesn't seem like it. Ambition? Ambition is predictable. Ambition is what made him go for your building. But principle? Principle is absolutely unpredictable. And there is nothing that can stop a truly principled man from getting what he deserves. Wouldn't you say? Definitely agree with you on that. Salud. So, see, this is good. I like that you were able to do this job. I mean, Barden, I already knew Barden was a blue chip property, but you, you were kind of an unknown. I mean, I didn't think you were, you belonged in the white chips, but Barden, he gets oddly sentimental at times. But no, see, with this job, you have demonstrated to me that you are blue chip all the way. You and your people, you and your buddies, I am pleased as punch. And I am going to make it my job, my mission, to help you guys get even with Reeves. I accept your proposition. All right. On one condition. One condition. And that would be? I think we've proven ourselves to each other, but... If you cross me at any point, I will find someone else to do what we are doing to someone else we're going to do to you. That's all I'm going to say up front. I just want to make that very clear. I need to, you to know what's at stake on my end here with these people. I'm not fucking around with these people's lives. And it wasn't just me. It was my whole team. I can't take full responsibility for that. I wouldn't be alive with my uh, my family, and I wouldn't be alive without these people, possibly. Who knows? Could have died in any amount of crossfire between the past couple days with this bullshit. But easy money, man. Easy money. If we gotta do what we gotta do to keep Eddie's coming in, I'm willing to do what it takes. Oh, come on, kid. I know. Alright? Look, I know your blue chip property, okay? You and your friends, all blue chips. And you don't spend blue chips unless you absolutely need to. Alright? So, I'm not going to screw you over. There's no percentage in it for me. I extend my hand. He takes it. Gives it a good squeeze. Alright. Now, let's get shit-faced. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, so Locke and, Locke and Harry are off getting schnockered. Yep. What are the rest of y'all doing? Um, looking around to see if there's anyone in need of my services. 
setting up my uh, my office. All right. Olive. Drinking. As you're drinking, there is a a tap on your shoulder, and a a waitress coming over with a drink and the small envelope. The envelope contains a thousand euro bucks in it. Can I use this to pay off that net runner now? Part of it, yeah. Great. You're still gonna have like seven fifty left, so yeah. I just want that guy off my back. Gotta call him up. Say I got your money. Yeah, and I'm gonna make it short and sweet. You arrange a rendezvous. About half an hour later, net runner shows up, looks at you, rubs his fingers together. I hand him his money. Wow. Getting paid in cash. It's so weird. That's great. Have a great day. And I, I just turn around and walk away. Netrunner shrugs and walks off. Trying not to be tied to those people for too long. You don't know who's watching. Arguing with 45 about music. All right. Okay. Well, that is going to do it, I think, for this session for right now. Uh, thoughts, concerns? <laughs> yeah. I didn't have much to do, but we specifically avoided <laughs> all combat. So. Yeah, I guess since we were the newbies, we were just kind of oh, well. there. Yep. Dead clown. Yep. happy. Don't worry. There, you're, there will be. I'm sure there will be a plenty, plenty of call for your services yes. in future in future sessions. Yeah, but you know, I I will say that the uh, the the I, the idea for the diss track was pretty awesome. I've. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was that was actually like the, the the plan for that was like really solid. The diss track I thought was really. The echo still resounds. Cyberpunk Red was designed and written by Mike Pondsmith, James Hutt, Cody Pondsmith, Jay Parker, Jay Gray, Jay Kovac, and David Ackerman. It is published by R. Talsorian Games and is available at your nearest friendly local game store or online at drivethroughrpg.com. Opening music is by Kraftamt, closing music is by Donnie Drost. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe, or visit our website at GameLuster.com. This has been Cyberpunk Red, Nephilim Echo, a tabletop podcast production from GameLuster.